Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, I think we're doing a really important topic, Carl, one where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion. Creator reveals the workings of divine protection. This has got to be a topic that interests everybody, or should. Well, we'll see. <laughs> it, it's certainly um, job one to keep going. You know, like they say, keep breathing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. it used to be the case people pray daily for protection, if you think about it. Yes. You know, people, I'm certainly my generation grew up knowing this prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, et cetera, et cetera. That was a prayer of protection. And it's fallen out of favor, prayer in general. And it's got a bad rap, uh, a bad rep because of, um, you know, encroaching secular perspectives and we're giving up something when we don't do that, and we're going to learn about that today and some examples of what can happen when you do have a partnership with the divine. It is rather important, shockingly Absolutely. so. Yes, I would agree. You ask, Creator, we've learned that divine protection comes in many guises. For humans especially, there is a baseline protection assumed in the life plan of each individual affording occasional intervention to prevent death or severe injury when it threatens to compromise the life plan made before the individual was born. Can creator, can creator explain how this works and if it is there even for atheists? And these are Creator's words as I channeled an answer to this question. This, in effect, is not a custom plan except in a very few individual cases. Everyone, including non-believers, who have returned to the light and then most likely will be inclined to be non-believers in their new incarnation, are given support through life force energy to keep going. After all, if you do not have the life force within you, you will die and have to return to the light and cannot accomplish anything further. The whole point of incarnation is to work on your issues and those of the human community you wish to help. To have every life truncated quickly by accidental death would limit progress greatly. Even those who are not the most upstanding citizens, like true believers who might accomplish more as a consequence, still contribute energy and do bring some light in, regardless of personal beliefs and the hazards in navigating their way in a world of disconnection, seen to by the interlopers, causing people to be born with no conscious recollection of who they are and where they are from. So the life plan will involve some extra attention to the issue of safety for many who will be in arm's way by virtue of the particular aims of that lifetime, but all are at risk, and this is a given and known in advance. Everyone coming down knows you're going up against the forces of darkness in a contest between good and evil, and choosing bravely to come forth regardless, 
and put your life on the line and risk karmic wounding that will haunt you in the future and have already accumulated a larger backlog of negative karmic events in your experience than you have ever been able to heal. So the liabilities are always mounting with each return to life. This is a measure of your courage and your resolve to fight for what you believe in, to rescue humanity and the many other worlds under threat from the darkness, if at all possible. That is what you are devoted to. Your own personal healing is, in many ways, a blessing, but is also a necessity to take care of, at least enough to keep you from being destroyed very quickly on your return each time. You must have at least a fighting chance, a reasonable start to get anything done. Otherwise, there would be little point in returning, just to repeat suffering and add more suffering to the pile. You know, I, I think this is an interesting topic for a number of reasons. And, and one is this fills in a big gap because we are fragile beings. And it seems that we can get injured all too easily. And yet, it also seems that we steer clear of severe injuries more often than seems to be the case would be according on, on, under normal circumstances. So, creator essentially saying, yes, we do intervene. Uh, is an important message. Yes, and, and it's worse than we think. You know, the the <laughs> problems with illness and people struggling, you know, with poverty and not completing their education and getting good jobs and having stable family life and and happiness in general. All of that, to a significant degree, is past karmic trauma acting like an anchor, holding people back. And that is what accumulates each time you come down and you get more wounding because you're not taught to heal yourself and how to go about doing that. So each life takes a toll and we end up kind of beating our heads against a wall all too often because we don't really know how to deal with evil and they're kind of edging us out here. So we've got to get back to first principles, and that's what this whole uh, enterprise is about, with get wisdom to bring that knowledge that enables people to empower themselves once again and get on the march in an effective way. Yes. You asked, Creator, we know that members of the ET Alliance are soul-based beings, but due to their extreme disconnection, no longer have guardian angels protecting them individually. We know most, if not all of them, are cut off from their own higher selves. Is the higher self still monitoring the individual and offering inspiration? Do they still have life plans that are being pursued? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. What you are describing is all correct and true. The extraterrestrials in your realm are all negative and have reached an extreme level of depravity bringing about more evil than not, and will not lift a finger to help humanity in any fashion, except to deceive and create a worse outcome down the line, which will take back any kind of benefit that was offered falsely to dupe naive human beings into trusting them and their representatives forced to serve through mind control manipulation, often with no awareness whatsoever. They are contributing to the darkness in all they do. 
these dark extraterrestrials in coming from the light do have a plan, a life plan to try and turn things around through a kind of resistance within to give them an impulse to moderate the extremes of behavior they are subjected to, including their own upbringing and conditioning to serve the dark aims of their race at the expense of anything and everyone and to serve themselves first and foremost. This is the nature of the culture and the extreme that has come about where not even loyalty to one another can be counted on. That is a measure of the selfishness and depravity reaching such an extreme that all are functioning sociopaths. So it is more like a den of thieves when they get together than a group of beings working for a common purpose, for a lofty goal of some kind. All they do is a calculated measure to gain something for themselves personally in the end. Under such circumstances, every attempt is made by the light to reach them during the course of their lives with inspiration and encouragement to soften their thinking and be open to alternative strategies and choices that are less draconian and devastating to their victims. But we must admit, in most cases, it falls on deaf ears at this point. We do not give up. The higher selves as well do not give up. But try working within the being of these lost ETs and trying to turn them around. They need more than a little inner inspiration because anything positive so goes against the grain, it will rarely be embraced readily. On occasion, there is a being who has been rehabilitated enough, there is a glimmer of divinity still within that can be appealed to and generate some true altruistic inclinations. This is a kind of miracle when it happens, but it is just the thing that can make a difference in turning things around with respect to the alien agenda, which is a dark one. And that will be necessary in order for humanity to survive at this point. The divine realm is working to improve them because the divine human is doing so and still in the fight, so to speak. If you give up, we become powerless. It is your intention to make things better that we borrow. Your prayers, your yearnings for a better world and a better life, and for all who suffer from evil impulses and lose their way to be raised up, that creates a lot of mileage we can capitalize on and wanting to help those lost ones overcome the huge hurdles they have created for themselves as much as anyone else in finding their way back again to divine alignment. You know, I'm reminded again, it's been said many times in the series that culture can mimic reality. And in the Star Wars movie where um, where the last Jedi, I think, uh, where Luke was fighting with his father, Darth Vader, and he stops and he says, I can feel the conflict within you. (laughs) And he goes, there is no conflict. But it's... You know, this idea that there's still a, a glimmer maybe in some individual ETs that can be utilized. You know, it's not not all is lost. That, that gives some hope anyway. Well, certainly sobering words to hear that we're up against huge opposition. Yes. There are high-level extraterrestrials in our realm and running things, and we're in danger because of them. And they are 
terrible, terrible beings right now because they have disconnected from the divine so greatly they're hanging by a thread. If we can save them by raising them up, this can save us. And it's our charter. We were brought here to do that. So, you know, a lot of things about safety and protection. Well, look in the mirror. (laughs) You know, creator (laughs) is saying we can't do anything more than you guys are doing. We're borrowing your energy and your intention, your prayers, your yearnings. If you don't know something bad is happening, you're not counting. You have no energy in the game and you're not contributing anything to your future or the future of humanity. It's that simple. And we're going to get into that with this next question. This next question is quite the eye-opener, actually. It is assumed that a primary purpose of a life plan is to address the karmic backlog of the individual. What steps are taken if it is known that the individual in question is likely to increase their karmic backlog? All right, and Creator says the following. We would differ in posing your question with respect to the assumption you are here primarily to work on your karma. In a broad sense, this is true, but only when including the primary objective of overcoming evil. And that is everyone's business and is a much larger issue than individual humans or even the entirety of the human collective with respect to their history and makeup. It influences the entire Milky Way galaxy. Your primary purpose for having a life plan to reincarnate is to do light work to help the cause of humanity and the others who suffer from evil to work on this problem and to overcome the corrupting influence and to save the interlopers from their dark ways so they will not perish but have an opportunity to be healed and raised up once again. That is a lofty mission indeed. There is no greater and loftier act than to heal an enemy and save them in the doing. In the course of this long-term project, all have become wounded again and again, suffering from inner corruption unavoidably because of the power of the interlopers, and then getting out of alignment, making karmic missteps, and accruing karmic damage and karmic wounding both from becoming perpetrators yourselves at times, as when compelled to go to war, but also many times being victims. And that wounding becomes a karmic imperative because it happened on your watch. And as the guardian of your own soul, you are responsible even for healing what is done to you by others. So eventually, you will have to reckon with the long history you've endured of suffering at the hands of the interlopers and find ways to heal yourself. That can take a good deal of concerted effort and for many is more than a full-time project in coming back for an incarnation. There are many who do so and have their hands full just to stay afloat because of the level of karmic backlog of unhealed need being so overwhelming. But for most, the primary objective will still be light work on behalf of the collective of divine beings to right the wrongs of history and overcome your evil opposition and turn things around for the better. During the course of your life, there will be opportunities to learn about healing and to obtain some divine healing. And that indeed might be integral to your life plan in order to be successful and not be taken out quite early through attrition 
if you are starting behind because of severe wounding that catches up with you early on and drags you down too greatly. So a combination of self-care, self-healing, and divine intervention may be needed in order to keep going and have a chance of having your life mission completed with any kind of accomplishment beyond your own status being given some assistance with forward progress. Indeed, most lightworkers fail to make a contribution at this point, because not only is the darkness powerful due to human weakness and neglect through unawareness of what they face, but most will simply be sidelined too readily because of the disconnection in not being aware the divine is real or really knowing anything about the ongoing contest. It is not a mainstream notion, more of an abstraction recounted in the Bible, but not appreciated as being a reality that will influence every single human being and all of their future in terms of what decisions you make now to oppose evil or be complacent and sidelined with a life of no real accomplishments that matter. No real accomplishments that matter. Creator is kind of laying on the line here. The question was, you know, are we, is our primary purpose in life to come back and handle our own personal karmic backlog? And essentially, creator's saying, no, that's not the, that may have been the purpose of past lives, maybe, but that's not the purpose of this life. The purpose of this life for every human being who's born on this planet right now is to solve the problem of evil collectively. That, that's much more important than your personal issues, even your own karma. That's, that's what we're being told here anyway. Well, we only have a few years to solve this problem. This is very interesting. We're here at the end times, people. This is this is no fun to talk about. Believe me. You know, I, I thought getting into this, even as I learned about the darkness in its reach, that, well, this has been going on all through human history, which it has. But I didn't think that we might be reaching kind of a final escalation of things for the interlopers to want to be done with us and as a parting shot just wipe us out entirely so this this is you know this is not a pleasant topic but there's an answer there is an answer and it's through prayer and healing absolutely um creator also says that you know there is divine protection to those who ask and that if especially if somebody's on a life mission to make a big difference that there could be more protection for that individual as well to, to keep them going, you know, so yes. that the whole thing isn't wiped out before it gets started. Yeah, and that's a great place to start. You know, this is a good practice to to start following regularly and with some discipline. Yes. Prayer protection. Absolutely. I, I, I say many throughout the day, and it doesn't take much. It's a you could, short protection prayer could be two sentences. So it's it's very, very important, and you can learn about all kinds of powerful prayers by getting our prayer book at getwisdom.com slash prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. Download it today. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We're looking at uh, Creator's Revelations on the workings of divine protection. And I think this is a critical topic that affects everybody and that if you're looking to get back into divine partnership, I think this is a, an effective road to go down to help resolve some of the, the doubts that we have, especially living in a secular environment, Carl. Yep. Well, th- this should open eyes, I think. So let, let's get let's That's keep a lot, going here. Lot to cover here. U.S. Creator, does karma execute its own life plan for an individual? Victor Hugo in Les Miserables wrote of the fate of Field Marshal Michel Ney during the Battle of Waterloo. Frenzied with all the noble grandeur of death accepted, Ney put himself in the way of every onslaught in that bloodbath. There is where he had his fifth horse killed from under him. Sweating, with fire in his eyes, foam on his lips, his uniform unbuttoned, one of his epaulets cut in half by a saber stroke from a horse guard, his great eagle plate dented by a bullet, bloodied, muddled, magnificent, a broken sword in his hand, he said, come and see how a marshal of France dies on the battlefield. But to no avail, he did not die. Ney was later executed by a French firing squad. Or was he? There is a narrative that his death was faked and that he escaped to America to live out his life as Peter Ney. Was it divine protection or karma saving him for a different and more ignoble fate. All right, and Creator kind of dissects this story and explains what truly happened here. This extreme example of prevailing at a time of great peril and personal challenge for maintaining physical survival against all odds has all the hallmarks of divine intervention. To see someone is protected from death, no matter how dangerous the environment and severe and deadly the opposing forces arrayed against them. There are many examples recounted in stories of war where combat veterans witnessed individuals coming through it all with distinction and valor, putting their lives at risk again and again, even being out clearly in the open when, if nothing else, the huge quantity of shrapnel from exploding munitions would be expected to inflict wounds, 
let alone the improbable series of circumstances in battle where no one appeared to aim carefully enough at them to kill them outright with a bullet. We can tell you that many soldiers in combat are shielded such that they are impervious to harm. Some will have an inner knowing this is so and is part of the level of belief they have cultivated that enables it to happen. It is never in isolation and only coming from one direction. There must indeed be a partnership between the divine human and the divine realm so that both are not only in alignment but working together in unison to ensure such an outcome under great odds against it. It is certainly as perfect an example of bravery and dedication to a cause as one could ask for. Some would attribute it to a kind of psychotic frenzy where a person loses self-control because of the extremes of emotion they are subjected to and throws caution to the wind with reckless disregard for the outcome. That is easy to say by those who have never been in combat and subjected to those extremes personally. We can tell you that all are afraid, but those who walk in divine alignment have a kind of inner courage that is extraordinary and will enable them to keep functioning under such extreme circumstances that would likely incapacitate the average person who would simply break down and their body no longer would stand to allow them to engage with the task at hand. This is how many are stricken with battle fatigue and must be hospitalized because they're in such an extreme state of breakdown mentally, they're unable to function and are useless to the military in that condition. Everyone is a breaking point, but we can tell you that feats of greatness are often a demonstration of a strong inner faith. Having a partnership with the divine can indeed bring about miracles And you can look at the ability of a mere human to face extraordinary danger against all odds and put their lives openly at risk of having a painful ending as not simply a test of will, but a test of faith in themselves and their future, buoyed up by divine support and a larger awareness they are part of something greater than their own physical existence represents. It is often the case that those giving their lives for a cause are divinely inspired to do so because it is in alignment with who they are. It is not about the killing that might happen to which the divine contributes. It is about the expression of the needs of that soul-based being for self-preservation and the protection of others that soldier cares about, his comrades who he would lay down his life for and indeed is putting himself at risk every moment during battle. This is why soldiers are rightly revered for their courage. That is a divine attribute. Devotion to duty can be misplaced or even wrong-headed at times through deception, causing war to happen for the worst possible reasons. But that fault is on the head of those who have orchestrated that travesty and not on the soldiers who give their all for a cause they believe in. So there will be karmic gains as well as some karmic loss for those in combat, at least when there is a noble effort underway to save lives and not solely cause death and destruction. Surprisingly to many hearing this, Michel Ney did escape successfully 
And so a cover story was created to satisfy the powers that be that he had been dealt with as desired by those in political control. While in actuality, he escaped unscathed from a false condemnation by political interests and was able to live in peace thereafter. This, again, was due to being in divine alignment. It was not because he was a party to war that he was supported. It was that his intentions were for the greater good. And he was drawn into this battle because he was a leader in an important position that risked that happening in order to bring important divine wisdom to those individuals involved in military affairs. There are many brave souls who put themselves in harm's way in this fashion and may end up being drawn into life and death situations that might compromise them karmically, as in being forced to take the life of another to preserve their own. That is still a transgression, but to do so in service to a higher good is a mitigating factor, and that is the reason for his escaping death so many times. He was on a mission with a higher purpose, and that is why his life was preserved. Just to put things in perspective, how much divine protection there simply had to be. It was mentioned in here that he had five horses you know, shot out from underneath him. <clears throat> And he led the charges of the Royal Guard against the British, who knows, a dozen times or something. When when I say led, that means he's the first horse out in front. And he's also dressed as a field marshal, so he's the number one target. You know, so everybody must have been aiming for him, you would think, right? And plus the cannon going off and everything else. It It really defies odds that he would survive. Even the first, even the first charge, much less a dozen or more. So there's something powerful going on here, people. You really need to sit and pay attention. Well, who wouldn't like to have that sort of shielding <laughs> in their travails uh, that they face in their day-to-day lives, let alone going off to war? It, it, this is the uh, this is the ace in the hole to to trump all other aces, to coin a phrase. This Absolutely. is. Uh, uh, having a divine partnership can be magical, and it can be magnificent, and it can be life-saving. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about a more prosaic, day-to-day kind of protection right now, Carl. Someone we know recounted, I was going up a two-lane county road at 55 miles an hour, and a line of vehicles, including a large tractor-trailer truck, was coming from the opposite direction. Just as the truck was passing me, a black mini SUV following close behind him crossed the median in order to see if he could pass. He apparently had no idea I was so close, and we missed sideswiping each other by about an inch. My vehicle was severely buffeted by the air disturbance of passing a car going in the opposite directions so close at such a speed, and I, but, and I am perfectly okay. But I am curious if this was the darkness trying to take me out. Was there divine intervention that saved the day? What can Creator tell us about this incident? All right, and this is what Creator says. Both of these influences were in play with this incident, but not quite in the dire way envisioned. There was darkness involved, but it was not directed at him. It was directed at the other driver, who had spirit meddler attachments. They were simply playing a game with him to put him in danger. This is a kind of sport for them to see how they can push the envelope. 
At a minimum, they will cause emotional distress within their host, and this will bring automatically a surge of new energy in calling upon the light for help automatically by the demand from the body alone. Even in someone who is not spiritual and therefore not mounting a cry for help or a more formal prayer outreach. The number one way people are supported is in the divine supplying life force energy. And this will be gated by the higher self to be in proportion to the ongoing energy demands in the flow and flux of the day. And of course, demand will go up tremendously at times of great stress. And as it is the job of the higher self to see to this automatically as it always has a finger on the pulse, so to speak, as well as knowing your thoughts. So in the case of the driver, he was simply being pushed to an extreme of fear by a reckless prompting that simply was felt as an inner impulse of that driver to become impatient and then pull out into the oncoming lane to see if he could pass the truck and to do so at just the worst time to be in harm's way, as it happened. Once underway, this rash act imperiling both was countered by divine intervention to create a kind of energy barrier to keep the vehicles from hitting one another, sort of like a force field of repulsion to make the cars bounce off, much as bringing together the like poles of two magnets will repel one another and it will be difficult to make them touch. So this avoided the possibility of damage to either vehicle, not even a scrape on the paint, and was therefore a welcoming, a welcome blessing compared to what could have turned quite easily into a tragedy for many people when there is a fatal accident affecting the lives of loved ones. So this rescue was primarily mounted from the questioner's end of things and his energy from being in divine alignment to mount protection from harm rather than the other driver whose karma was more in alignment with undergoing a severe accident and even one that could be fatal. So the questioner can give himself credit from having established a good spiritual foundation for his own welfare. In this case, it proved a blessing to a number of others as well, but that is as it should be. After all, everything is interconnected within the human family. And I was told that the car buffeted rather severely. I mean, it it was like being hit by an extremely strong gust of wind that kind of pushes you sideways, you know, whenever, who's ever driven on a road when the wind is like 70 miles an hour, right? And, it, and it, it was very intense. It seemed to the driver much more intense than would normally be the case, even passing somebody so close. But now we have an explanation for that, don't we, Carl? Well, it's amazing. There is the physics to divine intervention. <laughs> Who'd have guessed? <laughs> yeah. We'll undoubtedly learn more about that one day. And we're, we're probing into all kinds of things, but this is rather remarkable, and it shows how the extraordinary can happen. Yes. And really overturning physical forces that we take for granted and that we know are powerful. Yeah. And it, it's so just a this, prayer away. <laughs> well, you know, and there's there's legi- there's legions of examples. You know, people who were struck by a tornado and survived, and you know, in an avalanche, 
or a, a building collapse and all of those things where it just seems like sheer luck that they happened to be somewhere and uh, somehow escaped. And there's always a prosaic explanation given, right. but it's always a wrong one. It's a simplistic knee-jerk assumption. Well, it must have been something just happenstance, just trivial. We had an incident here near the Great Lakes uh, a few years back where a family was enjoying this this park uh, with the huge sand dunes. And, I mean, they're really, really tall. Mm-hmm. And this, this family was trudging up the sand dune and turned around, and the sun has disappeared. And they see there's kind of like a sinkhole where the sand is sort of running into you know, this pocket right? and their boy is down there under the sand. Yeah. And they called authorities, they come and they start digging. And this huge group of firemen were digging frantically for two hours and they found his body and pulled it out. He was not breathing. And so they just put him in an ambulance and, you know, just pro forma and send him off to the hospital. On the way, someone sees his chest start to move and he starts to breathe. Huh. And he comes back to life. Amazing. Yeah. He, he suffocated two hours before. Yeah. This is a divine intervention. You know, I looked into this. And, it, can't and be, it can't be anything else, really. No. It no. really can't. we got one more question to get into, Carl. We'll go, go real quick. Regardless of their level of divine alignment, how often in an average 75-year lifespan will the divine intervene to keep someone alive and pursuing their life plan? Yeah, we're on to the next segment here, Brian. Oh, it's a maybe la- we oh, should, maybe oh, we I'm should sorry. hold up so we I'm have sorry. time to do this justice. I, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was, you're right. That is the next segment. My apologies to you and the audience. Uh, continue on with your thought. We have another couple of minutes, Carl. <laughs> well, the uh, this is an important question that we want to get to because this is eye-opening. Yes. You know, we think these are rarities, you know, the one in a million thing. But it's really the case. It's much, much more common. And, you know, another thing that comes to mind for me, the first time I visited Rome and seeing the throngs of people and the wild drivers in that city. I don't know how they do it. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's and, always amazing. <laughs> well, you know, the little narrow streets and the cars and the people are all walking down the street together. You know, right. they're, they're, there may or may not even be sidewalks. And I asked someone, you know, how do people survive in this town? You know, I'd be stepping off a street and cars would like be uh, an inch away from me, just zooming. Right. Just zooming, you know, and I had to keep my wits about me and people were just very blasé and and they said, well, you know, this is a prayer city, and, and there's angels. Huh. There's angels on the bumper of these cars. Interesting. That's and I'm true. thinking, well, that's rather uh, um, hopeful, <laughs> <laughs> but seemed a bit scary to me to trust to something invisible. You know, I mean, right. at that time, I was a little more uh, prosaic in my thinking and not so spiritual. But there's a lot of situation like that where we take more risks than maybe we even appreciate. Oh yes, yeah. And I, we can we can capitalize on a, a relationship with the divine to have that in our corner when we most need it. 
You know, another incident that comes to mind is one that happened to me personally. I was out driving pizzas uh, years ago in the 80s, and I was going down an ice-covered road too fast. And I hit the brakes, and I was driving a little Chevette at the time, probably going about 30 miles an hour. And uh, the Chevette sailed over a drainage ditch, came up to a curve, kept going straight. I couldn't turn. Sailed over a drainage ditch and then went about 25 to 30 feet into the woods. And it came to a stop, and I had a tree one inch away from my front bumper, another big tree about an inch off of my driver's driver's door, and another about an inch off my left passenger door. I had to crawl out through the back hatch, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, (laughs) It was a miracle that I hit that little narrow window and not even a scratch on the car. There you go. There you go. This is... There's many stories like that. Many people have experiences of that kind. Absolutely. And they mean something. That's what we're going to really try to drive home here. Yes, yes. As we go forward. And uh, people, get some of this yourself, and you can do that. Download our prayer book, getwisdom.com slash prayer. We have a, a perfectly good protection prayer in there that will help deliver this kind of protection to you on a daily basis. Get it today, getwisdom.com slash prayer. We'll be right back with the final segment of Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. I was jumping ahead, Carl, and now we're going to finally be able to get into the question I started asking in the last segment. But uh, this is an episode on divine protection, and we're learning some really, really powerful lessons, I think, today, Carl. Well, and they're important ones because survival is job one. And if you don't make it to the end of your regular planning uh, and your planned lifespan, you're going to miss out. And there's going to be things you don't get done, and it will have an impact. It will indeed. U.S. Creator, regardless of their level of divine alignment, how often in an average 75-year lifespan 
Will the divine intervene to keep someone alive and pursuing their life plan? Okay, so it's too bad we're not giving out prizes for the best answer here, but this, this is a rather interesting one. This is what Creator tells us. Creator's words. We can tell you that it is on average about a dozen times that there has been a divine intervention to forestall or minimize an accident or injury that otherwise would be life-threatening or immediately fatal. When you think about all the hazards facing a human being in the course of their lifetime, this is not an extraordinary number. After all, simply falling from a fairly modest height can cause severe injury or death, depending on how one lands, what the surface is like, and so on. Children have many hazards, especially because of their lack of experience, and if they are not supervised carefully, will take extraordinary risks without realizing they're doing so. Many more would be killed wandering into streets and hit by automobiles in many parts of the world. Many others would die from falls off of ledges, out of windows, from tree branches they've climbed to reach, and so on. But many times there is an angelic save simply to allow them to keep going so their life will not be truncated through a kind of silly and incidental miscue of no great significance otherwise, not being a moral choice or a corruption within of karmic consequence, but simply being in the wrong place at the wrong time and a moment of inattention perhaps bringing about a calamity. So divine grace can be bestowed, especially if the person is in divine alignment through choice in a partnership where there is interaction through prayer to make requests of us and have that on file so it can be referenced and used in the event of a rainy day when there is a fall from a ladder or a moment of distraction on the road and suddenly an accident is bound to happen that could be serious or fatal. By the same token, there is an expectation people will use due regard for their own welfare and a respectful caution in their behavior and seeking safeguards so their conduct is planful and purposeful and an attempt is made to avoid such problems as opposed to being wild and reckless. We cannot save someone from themselves if they choose to put their life at risk. There are some who do so, seeming to throw caution to the wind, almost as though they are flaunting their carelessness and daring the universe to strike them down. That is precisely the wrong thing to do, because we cannot overcome such an impulse unilaterally. This is why, indeed, people die all too often before their time, and why people can end their own lives. We could prevent all of it. But that would go against the free will paradigm to allow humans their own choices. But along with that gift of freedom comes the responsibility to bear the burden of the consequences that ensue. And many times the lessons are quite painful. Well, it would be especially foolish to to dare the ETs to take you down, strike you down, because they'd be all too happy to do so, I think, Carl. (laughs) Well, there are people who kind of live that way. And it's not the best idea, but this shows there is a a balance where one has to have the maturity and the discipline to be prudent in what they do with their energy and their thoughts and not be reckless and over daring. 
that that's kind of uh, foolish because you can choose to die anytime you want. Yeah, the, the divine protection is there, but it is conditional in a sense. It's conditional on a number of factors, you know, where you are in your life plan as well as your level of faith. And are you living recklessly and not taking care of yourself? Because the, the duty to the self is foremost and, and high on the list of, uh, of responsibilities for sure. Well, and it can start a karmic pattern going if you're not careful. In other words, if you're reckless and die before your time, that is a karmic penalty. And that will come back around to you in a future life. And an opportunity will come again to do the same thing. If you don't see it coming and if you're not prepared for it, you may pile it on with another repetition. And then you're really in a rut. Yeah. And that can go on life after life. Yeah, we're going to know many examples of that. You asked Creator, can Creator share with us how prayer work and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can help provide truly profound and effective levels of safety as we navigate our lives in this dangerous and hazard-filled world? All right, and Creator tells us, as we have recounted in answering the questions here, there are many examples of accidents and injuries and criminal wrongdoing as well as health compromise, where divine intervention could save the day, literally, to keep someone going who otherwise would perish. There is nothing better you can do to ensure a successful and happy future than to request a divine partnership capable of forestalling such events to a significant degree and potentially totally. If you remain in good divine alignment, and are avoiding the pitfalls that could harm you and negate or block divine assistance. Prayer has limits, and that is why it has an uneven reputation. The problem is not that your prayers are unheard. The problem is, most times, people are not praying in the most effective way. This is why we have taught your channel much about how to empower prayer, to make that information available to others, that will go a long way to improving things for the faithful who do seek our assistance and our counsel on an ongoing basis through regular prayer work. Prayer can fall short many times also because there are simply things people will not understand or know about and so cannot mount effective prayers to cover all contingencies, at least in a detailed way. A divine intervention must be tailored to the energies of the requester. If they are acting in ignorance with little understanding of the reason they are struggling, what they are facing in opposition to their happiness, and also how the divine realm carries out healing and the tools available that it can bring to bear, any prayer launched will be very sketchy and many times not address the real issue at hand and so can only represent, represent a weak plea for help and must be answered with a weak reply as a consequence. We can only be a match to your energy. The more you can show us your intelligence, your wisdom, your grasp of the issues at hand, bringing about a dilemma, the involvement of the darkness, in so many things taking place in the world when things go wrong. And you're having a broad understanding of how the divine realm can work across time. 
can deal with dark spirit interferences, extraterrestrial manipulations, human psychic attacks of many kinds, self-destructive thoughts, and the many karmic entanglements and their means of execution and mechanisms of operation and how the divine realm can modulate these and readjust and rebalance things, the better you will be in getting divine action going on your behalf that can be effective and powerful enough for the size of the problem at hand. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is a truly comprehensive compendium of requests to address any conceivable kind of negativity from any conceivable source with an understanding of the energetics and consequences of disarray causing human suffering and the ways to right it available through the divine realm. The use of the Lightworker Healing Protocol is the broad answer to enable a successful human mission because it is the only way you will surmount evil and its consequences. The Lightworker Healing Protocol is the only way to do this with any guarantee of success. Many are needed to join this effort in order to reach a tipping point in your favor. Many more need to learn about the reality of what you're facing and your responsibility in being a divine creation for the purpose of solving the problem of evil once and for all. Not only for your world, but the entire galaxy you reside within and then the universe as a whole. This could not be a more important or bigger contribution to the future of the universe and is certainly a goal worth devoting prayer and healing sessions to add your energies and thereby make your life count for something important instead of being on the sidelines. It is your choice who you wish to become and what will be your legacy. So this has been an episode on divine protection, but really what we're praying for ultimately, Carl, is divine protection for the entire human species and the Divine Human Project. That's what we're doing here. Divine protection is what we need. And we know also there are many other civilizations throughout the Milky Way galaxy that are at risk. Similarly, they're under subjugation, and they're in danger. We're the only ones who can help, because we're newly minted, so to speak. We're a new race of beings, fresher from the light. We haven't been around all that long. These other civilizations have been out there hundreds of millions to billions of years of corruption. Yeah. And we're, we're new. We're, we're, we're bright and bushy-tailed and eager and fresh from divine connection, being up in the light, down from heaven, boots on the ground now. And we're altruistic. And that eagerness to help is that divinity showing through. But we, we don't know our mission. It, it's it's not taught to us. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. But that's an important point you make, Carl, that uh, that people have, you know, wrap their, try to wrap their heads around this idea that we're on this mission to save the universe. But what you said made a lot of sense. We are new to this game. We haven't been around very long. Uh, and we're fresh from the light. So that actually makes a lot of sense, in my mind anyway. But... Uh, be sure to check out the Light Rohingya Protocol. You can download the, the ebook describing it all at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. So say a prayer for your own protection and ours, as well as humanity's, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.
Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 